Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're back with you for another week to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. I'm Andrew Duncan, joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage, like we are every Sunday at 10 a.m., though lately I've had a little bit of travel, and uh, our sales president, Robert Johnson, has been filling in for me. But I'm back from my trip uh, to the West Coast and and want to talk to you guys today about you know what we... What basically everyone has been spending time talking about, some people way too much time on Facebook arguing okay. about, um, but but the election, and and I'm not going to get into specific um, you know specific candidates, but more so of a lot of people's misconception about how the election impacts real estate because there are a lot of people that you know. And again, maybe they're more on the extreme side of things, but there are people that are for the the Democrat candidate that think if uh, you know Donald Trump is reelected, that the economy is going to do great. And then there's the opposite of that, where people think only Biden, the economy is going to do great, and they think if the candidate that they don't support gets elected, that the world is just going to go to you know what uh, in a hot minute, and real estate market's going to crash. So I want to dispel that myth in terms of how how the election impacts real estate because, you know, Mike, you and I both know this, having done this for a really long time, but real estate is a very slow-moving, yep. long-to-react market. It's not the stock market, right? Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's yeah, everything is more drawn out and it's longer term and it takes a longer time before anything in any change of an administration or any new laws and not even the administration, but new laws, rules, things to come before it would filter down into into what we would see on the day to day marketplace. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when when we talk about real estate, we know how local it is. So, you know, yep. local policies and local population growth, climate, um, you know, you know, the, those things, the job market, those things have more of an impact uh, in a lot of cases than national policy. And so, you know, if you're sitting in Tampa Bay and you're wondering or you're concerned about, you know, I don't want to buy or I don't want to sell because I don't know which candidate's going to win. And look, we may it may be a month or two before we know which candidate really won. There could be, you know, if you recall sure. back to the, you know, the hanging Chad election with Florida, I mean, we, we could be dealing with that again. So a lot of people we're hearing them say, Oh, we're going to wait until after the election as if the day after the election, everything's going to change. It doesn't really matter who's elected any policy that they enact. Um, the, the reality is uh, unless it's a policy that changes or adjusts the fed rate, which the president doesn't have control over, then it's it's a it's a policy that will take a long time to trickle down to real estate. You know, a couple of years, if not more, in some instances. So while you may see you know the stock market lose percentage points in a day, you will never see the real estate market overall lose percentage points in a day. And and even if the candidate that you want to win loses, and you're afraid that the real estate market in Tampa Bay is going to see an impact. Uh, the things that are going to kind of, um, you know, o- overlap that or be more important than that are going to be the things like uh, job growth, population growth, um, you know, local economic factors like people moving here. Um, all, all these types of things are going to be way more important than, uh, at least in the short term, than who's president. So, you know, the day after the election on Wednesday, if your candidate isn't elected, your home value isn't going to drop, you know, many percentage points. 
Yeah, and I think you hit on one main point. The, the biggest factor coming from government that could affect our marketplace and everything comes from the Federal Reserve and interest rate policies and everything else. And the way it's been set up in our country forever since it's been started is that's an independent body. They are not leaning left nor right. They're meant to be independent and um, have no political affiliation, Democratic, Republican, or any other party that, that would be associated with it. So by nature, we're protected from that from that standpoint in any direction that that would affect market from a federal government standpoint, usually comes from the Federal Reserve with interest rate policies. And they've already told us what they're going to do um, for the next several years. So, um, you know, yeah, I think, and you're, you're I, exactly I think right. You know, I mean, whether you're Republican, whether you're Democrat, interest rates are really the biggest thing to control real estate. And 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 like you said, it is uh, an unfettered, um, you know, body, even so that um, President Trump, uh, the p person that he pointed appointed into the position, he was regularly tweeting about things that he didn't like about the candidates. So no matter right. what happens at the Federal Reserve, you're, you're you're there's a pretty safe bet that they're going to make decisions that are best for the real estate market and the economy and interest rates. And I just don't see interest rates coming up anytime soon. So, you know, are there uh, states that are seeing a population loss and could be impacted more so than Florida by the election? Yes. But I don't see our population growth in Florida, which is the major driver right now, in addition to interest rates that's, that's driving our real estate market. I don't see the election of either candidate having a change on that for Tampa Bay. We have so much development going on, so many people moving here. We're still affordable. Interest rates are low. We haven't had a major hurricane. We've got championship sports teams. I mean, there, there really isn't. I mean, we check off every box. So there, there really isn't a lot of reasons why Tampa won't. Uh, keep growing. So, you know, the, the the reality is that the fear about what's happening in real estate uh, after the election is, is is mostly unfounded. Could the president's policies trickle down and have an impact on the real estate market? Yes, but we're talking years down the line, and that's assuming their there isn't. Uh, that's assuming their policies can't even get passed. If you know one party win, you know if one party controls one of the three houses, the likelihood of some of these drastic measures that could have an immediate, you know, pro or con to the real estate market uh, is very slim. Uh, because yeah. it, you know, there's just not a lot of cooperation in Washington right now. So I think, you know, I, I think more than anything, people need to rest with peace when it comes to what happens with the election and how it impacts real estate. Yeah. And le let's face it, both parties, both candidates love Florida, right? They keep both coming here sure. um, and campaigning and, and everything else. So everybody wants to come to Florida. Um, I sort of say that in jest, but um, it, it's totally it's true. true. No, it's, and, it is true. Yeah. yeah. And and they're here and they're coming and you know lots of people want to come to Florida right now for all the reasons that we talk about and you're absolutely right those are going to impact more of our marketplace and the real estate market here in Tampa Bay moving forward more so who's going to be the president for the next 4 years and and if you are a buyer or seller right now look there, there's there's no question that our you know 10 minute segment here talking about real estate and politics uh, is going to knock off everyone in the market off the fence to change their mind, right. the, the preconceived notions they've already got. I'd love to be that influential, but I just know that isn't the case. So if you are a buyer or seller right now and you've thought, you know, kind of on the fence, 
I would tell you jump off the fence and buy or sell because you're going to have an embedded advantage by the people that are getting distracted by what's going on with the election. Home buyers, for example, we know the market has been super competitive. Uh, there are going to be some home buyers that are going to say, you know what, I'm just going to sit out for a month or two and see what happens. And see what happens in a, in a rapidly appreciating real estate market says, I'm just going to decide to lose money. Uh, because that's ultimately what they're doing by waiting as long as they are. So, you know, the, the market today, being as strong as it is, seeing as much appreciation as we've got, uh, the, the wait and see approach is going to be, be a loss for you. You know, it's, it just is. So I would, um, you know, if I were on the fence, I would jump off that fence and take advantage. You might get a better deal. You might get a house that you won't get maybe a couple of months down the line when some of these people realize how much of a knucklehead they're being by waiting and they jump off the fence and they decide to buy or sell, then uh, th that extra activity could prompt uh, more uh, demand you know, more bidding wars. And same thing with sellers. If you're a seller and you're thinking, oh, you're going to wait, there are going to be enough people out there that are saying, yeah, maybe I'll wait. And, and the, but that has such a minimal impact on our real estate market right now. We have the highest demand we've ever had in our, in our, in our area. And we only have 1.5 months of inventory. That basically means if no other buyers show up with all the buyers we have right now, 1.5 months that, that those houses would be gone. We'd have nothing left to sell that that is incredibly low. It's the lowest figure on record for Tampa Bay. And that is way more important to home sellers to pay attention to than watching CNN or Fox and getting pulled into the election and allowing the election to skew uh, the right decision for real estate. So you, you should not wait to buy or sell if, if you're doing it about the election. Uh, it, you know, there, there are so many advantages for both buyers and sellers to act right now and, and interest rates, uh, major, 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 um, you know, reason why so many people are, are pulling the trigger. So buyers and sellers, because sellers say, hey, I can get more from my house because people have more buying power. And buyers say I can buy more of a house and get a lower payment. Uh, interest rates across the board are just, you know, so low right now that uh, it just doesn't make sense to wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. Money is and just I, very, very inexpensive. And I think the and, and if you are a conspiracy theorist and you're afraid of, you know, these apocalyptic type, you know, things that I see from some of my craziest friends on both the right and the left about whoever gets elected. And you think that the president is going to have some major control over what happens with interest rates, then, then that's another reason why you shouldn't wait. So if you're crazy, <laughs> get out there and buy and sell right now. We'd love to help you. You know, we help crazy people all the time, but, <laughs> but, but it's true though. The, 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 you know, if you really do believe that, then you definitely shouldn't wait. Right. Absolutely. So, well, anyway, you're listening to Duncan do a real estate show here on WFLA news, 970 WFLA. We've been talking about the, uh, the election and how it does and mostly does not impact uh, real estate and real estate values, especially here in Tampa Bay. When we aren't on air, make sure to all follow us all on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan duo, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok. We're on, we're on all of them. Um, I still haven't figured out TikTok yet. I, you know, <laughs> we have our marketing guy, Daniel's doing TikTok, And, and, um, so he's, he's starting to advance it a little bit. You might see, you know, us do little goofy Halloween dances or something, but that's about uh, the extent of my dancing. My daughter does it all the time though. Yeah. And, it's uh, the teenagers always, are, are, are great yeah, at it, right? <laughs> yes. No question about it. So anyway, um, you know, we're, you know, what we're going to talk about next and it's something that, um, I'm still running into people. To just start paying attention to this, Mike. 
I talked to a gentleman yesterday who um, will remain nameless, but I'll give you his, his information after the call today. Uh, but he's heavily involved in the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he told me his interest rate, and my jaw dropped that he hadn't considered a refinance. And 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 so we're going to talk. If if you're out there and you haven't been paying attention to interest rates, and maybe you bought your home a year, two, or three ago, um, you know, you really do need to look at refinancing. Yes. You need to you need to stop you know ignoring it and and get on board with it. Uh, interest rates right now, historic lows. There's so many people saving money on their on their mortgage, and then they shop their insurance, and they find out they can save money on that. Um, so we're going to talk about interest rates after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Uh, Andrew Duncan here with Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. And Mike and his team have been saving many of our clients thousands of dollars Yes. By doing a refinance, and 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 so many people are not looking at this right now. They're they're stuck on CNN or Fox News, and they're <laughs> arguing with their friends on Facebook about the election, but they're not worrying about their pocketbook. And interest rates have throughout this year hit record lows, and there's so many people out there that just aren't paying attention or they don't understand how little the difference between their uh, existing rate and the new rate needs to be for it to make sense to them. Or maybe they can go from a 30-year to a 15-year and keep a, a comparable rate. There's so many things going on right now, or obviously a lower rate with a 15-year, but there's so many things right. going on right now that are causing those rates to be low. And people, you know, just like anything else, I think that, um, you know, you've had COVID, you've had the election, you've had the lightning winning, you've had a lot of really big news topics here in Tampa Bay. Uh, and it seems like, you know, like you said earlier, uh, every single day we've got one of the presidential candidates <laughs> the vice president or their kid or what or their kids here. Right. Um, you know, so, so, you know, we, we've got that going on and people just aren't paying attention. So let's talk about, you know, you know, interest rates and how important it is. P people really need to look at refinancing right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You really need to look into it. It, you know, the, a lot of the, the studies that come out and articles coming out are saying that more than 80% of people would, um, would benefit from doing a refinance out there of homeowners, which just is an astronomical number and super high. And we can see, I mean, we got several calls last week from the radio um, after the radio show coming in of people looking into it because there's so many just with interest rates so low. It, it, there's so many different options that you can do when you're looking at refinancing. And you mentioned some of them. You know, one obviously is if you get a lower interest rate, you're going to save money on a monthly basis, which helps a ton of people right now. Um, and it's going to be great. But we are seeing even on top of that, lots of people reduce their term. You know, they were in a 30 year mortgage. They've been in the house a couple of years and they're coming in and getting into a 25 year and sometimes even into a 20 year mortgage with a lower interest rate. And their payment still is less than they were paying before on a 30 year. And if so, if you just start saying, wow, I could take eight years off my mortgage and you're paying two thousand dollars a month, that's ninety six months of payments you'll never make. You know, you're, right. you're coming up close to two hundred thousand dollars of, of savings. So there's just so many different opportunities out there. A lot of people are coming to us and saying, hey, you know, we don't want to move right now. Um, we've sat in our house in COVID and, and we, but we want to redo our kitchen, and our bathrooms and yeah. the equity in yeah. our house has gone up. So they're pulling cash out. So there's so many just different opportunities and ways to look at using refinancing, um, now to benefit you and just overall improve your financial, uh, your financial situation for you and your family. And so many people think that it's going to be an out-of-pocket cost, right? Um, it's and not. that's something that, that there really isn't all that's lumped back into to the loan. And when you're in a market that's appreciating as much as Tampa, and frankly, 
uh, in lieu of the, the whoever's the president isn't going to change the appreciation that Tampa is going to continue to see. Uh, knock on wood. I mean, they're 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 you know very unlikely scenarios or natural catastrophe type events that could hurt our real estate market. But outside of that, man, the way it's chugging along with interest rates where they are, with our population growth, our job growth. Uh, our real estate market is going to keep going up for a while. We've been experiencing over one percentage point uh, on average uh, monthly appreciation. So uh, in our average sales price, I mean, we've got a you know 12 to 15 percent year over year increase uh, in the average sale price. And, and in some neighborhoods, it's even more than that. So our market is in a really, really good place. So so, um, you know, those improvements that you you make not only are you going to add value, but your appreciation is going to catch up to where uh, as long as you're not selling the home super, super quick, uh, right. if you spend more than they add, it's going to, you know, you're going to get enjoyment. It's going to make up the difference in, in no time. Yeah. And what we always tell people is just call us, reach out to us. Let's have a conversation. It doesn't cost you anything, no cost, no obligation, and just find out what your situation is. I mean, we have told people, it doesn't make sense for you to do because you're planning on moving in six months or whatever it may be. I mean, we, we you know, if it doesn't make financial sense, it, you know, we're, we're going to tell you that way. That That's just kind of how we do business and we believe in that. Um, but like I said, studies show, you know, eight, if not higher out of 10 are, are going to benefit one way or another from doing a refinance. And we can go over all those options with you. The other thing about doing the refinance that that opens you up is is checking out insurance again. So yes. there's a lot of insurance carriers leaving our state or increasing rates because of hurricane impacts in other parts of Florida or other parts of the South, like you know, unfortunately, like Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas. So you know, insurance companies are uh, in a lot of instances regionally or national. So when they get you know when rates when they get hit in one state. That does a lot of times trickle down to increase of rates in other states to make up for the losses that they had in the st- in that other state. Even though your risk isn't any greater, they got to find a way to pay the bills. You know that, uh, you know, just like anyone else, costs go up. Guess what? They're going to try and pass that along to consumers. So if you've if you've had a, an insurance increase. Or if you want to get better coverage, maybe you want to add flood insurance. Um, you know, this is a time of year where, you know, the hurricane starts to slow down. We're almost out of hurricane season. And you've got people that will, um, you know, get flood insurance when they do a refinance. And, and you know, they, they use maybe some of the savings and reduced monthly principal and interest to increase or, or better their coverage. So if there is a natural disaster or catastrophe, you know, they've got better coverage. So you could definitely look at not just saving on interest rates. Uh, fees and terms, uh, maybe reducing the amount of time you have to pay off your mortgage, but also, um, you know, reducing your overall cost by reducing your insurance expense uh, is something that a lot of people do. And it's, I think, you know, we'll probably talk about that in coming weeks. Um, we'll do a show where we, you know, kind of do our annual recommendations of things to do. You sure. get a little bit of time off in the holidays, the new year hits, yep. you start to think about taxes and you've got to kind of do that annual financial checkup that I think mortgage and insurances should be a part of. So, um, well, anyway, we're going to, we're going to continue this conversation after break. What we're going to talk about next, Mike, is something spooky, <laughs> you know, Hey, look, we're, we're in a Halloween weekend, right? Yeah. And, um, and so, um, you know, through the years. Uh, I've had my fair share uh, with, you know, we've sold, you know, thousands of homes, right? You know, a billion and a half in real estate. I've been in some houses that are really spooky. So um, spooky from a standpoint of ghosts, spooky because someone died in it. I mean, just spooky, you know, all kinds of uncomfortable feelings. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those 
and uh, some th- things I've experienced with haunted houses after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. All of them are at and then T-H-E Duncan Duo. So, Mike, um, you know, we're, we're Halloween weekend. Yes. We're just past all of the kids trick or treating and and uh, wearing their masks and and not just their masks to scare people, but their masks to you know their masks for breathing. I'm sure is there's plenty of people out there doing that this this Halloween weekend. It's going to be a little bit uh, not going to be. It's 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 been a little bit different with Halloween this year. But one thing that's not different is that uh, you know there's always spooky houses. And, yes. uh, you know, it's, it, it's interesting through the years, I can think of probably about a handful of houses that I had, uh, you know, weird experiences or, or uncomfortable experiences in. Um, and so I'd like to talk about this because there are people out there that believe in ghosts or people that don't, there are people that think it's against their faith. You know, I can only speak from my own personal experience and uh, my own personal experience tells me that I've been in, I've been in some haunted houses. <laughs> There's some stuff going on in these places. There was, you know, it's interesting. There was a house in South Tampa, uh, really close to Kennedy and, and Hyde Park. And, um, you know, many, many years ago when the foreclosure crisis was going on, we listed the property for a local credit union and the, the property, um, you know, I, this was, um, at a point in our business where we weren't nearly as advanced with staff as we are today. So, you know, we, we were still going to houses ourselves and, you know, putting up signs and taking on lock boxes. And now, now we were blessed to have a staff to do that. But, uh, Angela and I went to this house and the second we walked in, we heard weird, creepy, you know, <laughs> creaking and noises. And we both looked at each other like, what was that? And we heard a door slam. Um, we felt the temperature change. And, and so it was, it was eerily, uh, eerily haunted. Multiple real estate agents that showed the home said that they thought someone was living in the home, but they walked through the whole home and saw no one, no sign of anyone living there. Um, and, and some agents said that they would never go back to the property again. When we went back after we sold the home to pick up the lockbox, um, the wind was blowing um, like at our back at the door. And the door shut the opposite way, Mike. Uh-oh. It was crazy. Like the it, it had <laughs> there was no physics, no explanation for physics, no other doors or windows open. It was it was scary. And here's the craziest part about the whole story. So we sell the home, uh, and and uh, maybe a couple years later, um, you know, at about four in the morning, we have we have someone banging on the door at our house. Okay, and when someone's banging on the door at my house at four in the morning. Uh, the very first thing I think is that my assault rifle shotgun <laughs> is getting cocked and loaded and I'm coming to the door to, to, you know, to defend my family. So I, I grabbed my gun and started walking to the door. And as I walked to the door, I could see police lights through the door. So obviously I realized smartly that, uh, I didn't really want to come to the door with a shotgun with right, the police at my door. <laughs> So I sat, so I sat the gun down kind of behind the thing and I opened the door and there were three police officers standing there and I said, are you, you know, are you Andrew Duncan? And I was like, yes. And the first thing that came to my mind was friend, family member, someone's sick, something happened. Um, but, but they asked me, they immediately said, are you the owner of XX? You know, they named the property address and I kind of looked at them and at first, cause I had just woke up from someone banging on my door. I didn't put two and two together, 
um, you know, I don't remember all the details and, and Angela does. So she was standing right there and I turned and said, honey, do we own XXX property? I told the guys like, look, we own a lot of property. So I don't know. Let me check with my wife. And she's like, no, we sold that a few years ago for the credit union. And, and so I was like, yeah, no, we don't own it. We sold it. So what they had done is I witnessed the closing. So I signed my name on the closing line. And when they pulled the deed, the, when the police did the public record search, it was an LLC that popped up. And when they pulled the deed, they saw my name on the witness line and they read it really fastly because they needed to re they were trying to react quickly. Um, and, and so they, they just, you know, misunderstood the document, you know? So, so I explained that to them like, no, 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 I, I sold the property. I was never an owner. Um, you know, that was my client and the owners, you know, a company on public record. And, you know, they wanted to know if they could go to the, if I could find the owner's information and I gave them what I had. And then they, they, they went on their way. Well, what they told me after they they asked me some questions about the the house was that it had burned down overnight. Oh uh, the house that I thought was haunted burned down, and now nothing's ever been built in its place. And Angela and I always joke; we always believe that that house, like something happened, something crazy happened there, and that house got burned down intentionally because that place was crazy. Like wow, it was, what a it was crazy scary. Story. Yeah. And they came to my house, the police came to my house. It was really kind of a, it was a weird thing. Cause I was like, what? No, you know? And, and, and so the, the story is, is kind of stuck with me through the years. We've had other properties that have been vacant for a really long time or had someone pass away in them. And we had weird experiences in them. Um, you know, I, I lived in a home that was built over an old burial ground yeah. and we had some weird experiences, you know, TVs turning on and off, fans turning on and off, that kind of stuff. So so through the years we've we've seen that and and I think you know this this time of year Halloween you know we don't really get to go watch scary movies in the theater right now because of covid but 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 you know this is the time of year when all those spooky kind of things kind of come to the forefront a lot of the real estate um, organizations put out content about haunted houses and haunted areas and you know but but we've definitely had our fair share of unexplainable incidents at at houses um, you know, through the years. And it's, it's, uh, it's always fun this time of year to remember those and reminisce about some of the crazy ones. Have you ever, you ever had anything like that happen in a house or listing an open house or heard anything? You know, not, not necessarily, but it's interesting enough. A, a few weeks ago, I traveled to Savannah, Georgia, which is considered to be one of the most, uh, haunted cities in the country. If not the, the, yeah, my wife no is very much into, um, you know, that and the ghosts, the no, ghosts it's funny, my, my, we my wife is too. I, I do think it's more of a, a wife thing than a husband thing. <laughs> like half of my friends, the wives always want to go on ghost tours. And I'm always like, really? Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, yeah, that's, we, that's... yeah, we did a walking tour and, and, uh, you know, ghost tour and it was at, you know, it was at night and, you know, went through and it is interesting to hear the stories. And usually with the stories, a lot of those, there's a lot of history that, that goes along with it. Um, that, it, you know, it's not just Casper the ghost and, and, it's, you know, there's history that goes along with it. That is very, very interesting. And so um, I'm kind of on the fence whether I not, uh, I believe it or not. Yeah, but, and I'll, uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's you know, there the, are the some weird things that happen. The yeah, the experiences that we had were hard to, really, really hard to yeah. explain. The feelings we had were hard to explain. I mean, you could say ghosts, you could say the devil, you could say, um, you know, demons. I mean, there, there's all kinds of explanations that, that you know, it could be. What, what I'll say is that, um, you know, whenever we've had experiences, it's been one of a few things and, and they're very easily could be debunked. But, but one of those things is that it's generally a really old house. 
So it's going to creak. You're going to, the wind's going to blow and it's going to shift a little bit. You know, it's got thin windows. So that's going to be a problem. You know, it's, it's just, it creaks. It's, it's a old frame, hundred plus year old house. That's got a history associated with it. The other one is, you know, in those houses where it's really big and just vacant and empty and it just feels spooky. So it's kind of your psyche working against yourself as to whether or not it's really, you know, something you're feeling or is it just something mental. And then, of course, those scenarios where, you know, someone passed away in the house. Right. And naturally that that can for some people. Uh, it doesn't for me. Uh, I don't I don't think of it like that, but it does for some people make them a little bit concerned. And it's funny during Halloween every year, I see this pop up where real estate agents start talking about whether or not it should be an obligation to disclose if someone died. And the state of Florida has said that that is not considered a material defect. So so in the state of Florida, real estate agents, if they know someone passed away, they're not obligated to disclose it. And frankly, if they have a fiduciary duty to the seller, they can't disclose it unless the seller says it's okay to because it's not a material defect. So there are websites out there where you can pop any address and search and do different things. But, um, but nonetheless, um, I think that, um, you've got a scenario where, um, you know, there, there, there are people on both sides of the fence. You know, there, there's, there's people that think, oh, someone died, you know, the buyer should know. And there are people that think, well, it doesn't matter. They, they died. They're not there anymore. So, you know, everyone thinks about it a little bit differently, but, uh, in the state of Florida, it's not a required disclosure item to tell people that, uh, someone passed away in the home. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you get that. And, it, it, you know, people don't it's, it's funny how people react that because different states have different rules in regards to that, where I think you do have to disclose it. And I think people have different kind of what their background is or what they think about those things on whether or not they react to it. But it's you know, you don't have to disclose that here in Florida. Yeah. And 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 again, the seller can choose to. Mm-hmm. You know, the seller can choose to in the property disclosure. They can choose to if they want, or they can give you permission to if someone asks. But but in reality, that question is kind of a no-go. And I think a lot of real estate agents don't understand it. We get it all the time. Well, is the answer yes or no? The answer is I can't answer your question. Like, right, you know, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a, it's an issue that, that, you know, my client who I'm a fiduciary to, if he hasn't given me consent to answer that question, I can't answer your question because I'm not obligated to by law. The, the state of Florida tells me not to. So I think that, um, there's no question in, uh, you know, in, in a lot of people's minds that, um, you know, that, that it should be. And there's no question in a lot of people's minds that it should be disclosed. So anyway, I always find it interesting this time of year, it seems like is when it pops up, when you see the people talking about, you know, Halloween and death and all that stuff. And I'm just ready for Halloween to get over and to start decorate for Christmas. I'm ready to pull out my Clark Griswold. Um, I'm ready to be Clark Griswold and throw out my Christmas trees and, you know, yes. get all my lights going on. And, uh, you know, here, here, you know, it's a butte Clark, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I think, you you know, the funny part is, is that, um, you know, my family, uh, you know, my wife and my daughter, we talked about it and our plan is to literally start decorating, uh, right after Halloween, like to, we'll probably start decorating before the election results are in. And, wow. and my philosophy behind that is, you know, this year, I think everyone needs a little bit more peace and happiness. Yeah. It's been a heck of a year. I'm going to start Christmas a little early this year, but, but like to, to be honest, 
not really starting it that much earlier. I usually start it about the second or third week in November. So I'm just happening to start it a little earlier this year. And we've got some really funny holiday billboards. Um, all I'll say is your ho, 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 home sold guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so we've got some really cool billboards coming up for the holidays. And uh, we're going to continue. We're going to wrap up with our last segment, um, you know, continuing to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Uh, Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage, Andrew Duncan with the Duncan Duo Show. And uh, we're going to wrap up with our last segment after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show. Andrew Duncan with the Duncan Duo talking to Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. And, and Mike, you know, we had uh, the, the conversation earlier about refinances um, and, and certainly want to get your contact information out there. But you guys do a whole lot more than refinances. You guys do every loan product out there, uh, VA, FHA, uh, renovation loans, you know, refinances. So let's get your contact information out there, but, but let's, you know, I, I want to spend a few minutes talking about how great of a job you guys have done for hundreds of our customers. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you can always reach me um, directly at 813-377-2743. Um, give me a call anytime. You can also go out on the internet, crosscountrytampa.com, all one word, crosscountrytampa.com. And Jennifer Wonderland, who works with uh, with Andrew and his team, and, and she'll be able to help us. And one of us will be able to help you guys answer any questions you may have in regards to whether it is refinancing, purchasing, anything to do with uh, mortgage financing, we'd be uh, happy to help. And I think, you know, this is a time of year for people to reach out to you guys to talk about, um, you know, your, their financial plan for 2021, because you have people that um, maybe they need a little bit of planning. Maybe they need to make sure you guys talk to their accountant. Maybe they need to, yeah. um, you know, make, make sure that, um, you know, they, they file their taxes a certain way. So many people fail to do that. And this is probably the time to do that. People take more vacation this time of year. They, they've got their vacation saved up. This is a time of year when people, you know, there are self-employed or business owners should be reaching out to you so that you guys can put a plan in place for a move in 2021. Yeah. And, you know, this year different than, you know, I've been in the business 20 years straight through. And so I've been through the financial crisis. I've been through the ups and downs and, and the waves that have come through. But this year, 2020 for self-employed borrowers has been different and more difficult than any other year, just because so much changed with the global pandemic. Right. We haven't gone through a global pandemic in 100 years. So it, it, it has been extremely fast moving. Um, and things changing and guidance coming out from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac almost on a weekly or biweekly basis. So it is important as if you are planning, um, you know, to, to buy or to refinance in the coming year, you do talk to us and you get a good plan with somebody that know, is up to date on what the rules are because they've changed. Um, and, you know, and, and make sure you have a good plan moving forward into 2021. Yeah. And, and I think that um, one of the things that, um, you know, I think a lot of people are uh, weighing right now is kind of the move up. You know, they're they, yes. they've gone through COVID. They've they've decided they're going to sell. And and one thing that I think you guys have done a really good job with with. I mean, like I like I said, you guys have worked with hundreds of our customers. You know, one of our longest standing mortgage relationships that we've had in our company's history. Uh, you got you know really committed to us and to our clients. So you you provide them great service. You do all you can, and you know you you know you guys you guys just operate with exceptional integrity. There are times when you tell a customer, hey, we may not be the right option for you, you know, because right. of your situation. And so you know because of that, you know we just, we love the relationship. And, 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 you know, and, and I recognize that 
you know, when we've had a lot of move up people, you guys have done a really good job with kind of helping people understand how to bridge that, how to uh, maybe they can qualify to buy first before they sell. Because right now, you know, that's the recommendation we're making a lot of times is that yes. people, if you can buy first, because sellers aren't going to want to accept a contingency. It's right. too hot of a market. They're not going to want to take that risk with 1.5 months of inventory and everything going bidding war. Why would they do that? So uh, we're recommending to a lot of our customers, Hey, you've, you've got to, you got to buy first and then sell. And, and that's a different mortgage process. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. That comes up all the time because we talk all the time on the show about multiple offer situations, everything going else. And if you have a contingency to sell your home, especially if it's not even under contract or you're just getting ready to list it, most of the time you are going to lose out on that situation. So we will look at your situation and we will help you plan and strategize so that you can go out so that when you do find the house that that you want. And I mean, let's face it, you know, you're out there if you're you find that one and it's the one you got to be ready to pounce on it and get on it today and be able to move fast. So you got to do the planning up front and you got to be ready to go and know that you're there um, trying to do it the other way around, finding the house of your dreams and then trying to start the process um, is where a lot of people get themselves into trouble and they end up losing out on, you know, what could be their dream home or their next yeah. move up home. Yeah, and, so, and so, so it's so important. Yeah. And, and also getting qualified early. If your plan is to buy in March, Yes. You know, uh, start talking to t start talking to cross country now. Again, it's crosscountrytampa.com, uh crosscountrytampa.com. Start talking to them now because you you may not realize you may have a credit issue that needs a few months to repair. You may need to report something different on your income if you're self-employed. And when I say self-employed, I also mean gig workers. You guys were part of that, you know, look, we've we've helped plenty of Uber and Uber Eats drivers uh, you know, buy and sell real estate. Um, you know, if, if you do enough of it, your income's high enough and, and you qualify. So, you know, if you're a gig worker or self-employed or own a business, reach out now if your plan is in 2021 and start doing the prep work so that you don't have any of those surprises. I can't, man, the, the, the pain on people's faces when they lose their dream home, dream yeah. home is excruciating for a realtor. I, I can tell you that firsthand. So we don't want to guide you down that path. So again, we're going to wrap up the show because we've had a great one, man. What a week in Tampa, the Rays, they went all the way to game six with the best team in baseball. Yes. Uh, what a thing, what a great thing for Tampa. We got the best team in the NFL right now. Bucks are, you know, kicking away at five and two. And I mean, I'm biased. I don't think they're ranked <laughs> the best, but I think they're the best. Yeah. And so, so many good things going on in Tampa Bay. And again, make sure to check out cross country mortgage at crosscountrytampa.com. And we'll see you here uh, next Sunday at 10 and have a great rest of your weekend, Tampa Bay.